Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Greg Lochnane. He's a strategic artificial intelligence consultant, a data scientist, engineer, and educator, as well as entrepreneur. Greg, welcome to our show today. Thanks a lot, Chris. So a lot of people do many things, but in your case, when you talk about like AI and computational, for me, I'm not that guy. Like I remember taking a, a computer science class in freshman year. I, I did like one or two classes, like, all right, this is definitely not for me. <laughs> but I'm always fascinated with people that have your skill set. So tell me how you got about interested in, in computers and AI and all that stuff. And when you were a kid, were you, you know, a young man? Like, well, tell us the, the backstory about your interest in, in, in your field. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's really interesting how I came into AI uh, very obliquely and, and realistically, um, I didn't start out as sort of this, this guy who was programming at age 11 or doing, you know, how to figure out what the website does behind the scenes um, at a very early age. Instead, I was a, a much more mechanically oriented person and, and I kind of came in, got a couple of mechanical engineering degrees, really got into sort of material science and, um, and then kind of wanted to become that guy who helped the mechanical engineers talk to the material scientists and be that sort of interdisciplinary computational person. Well, what does material science mean? Because I want to break it down. Like I said, I don't want my listeners to, I don't want to ever assume, right? So just first, right, right. Yeah. So, so you can think of sort of uh, any, any, like everything is made of something, right? Mm -hmm. And so anything that you might build, it's got some shape, it's got some size, but it's made of some material. And so these things, they're connected fundamentally. And, and so, you know, in school, I studied a lot about, well, what are those connections that when you look, you zoom in a million times on any piece of material that makes up anything that's in front of you right now, uh, what do you see? And how does that, how does that manifest itself in terms of how that material, how strong it is, what its electrical properties are, or those sorts of things. Um, you know, there's, there's sort of an infinite depth. Uh, you might think of the periodic table as, as being sort of ingredients that you put into a, a cake. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you can kind of create anything that you, you could imagine. And we've been doing that for some time. Um, but as you can imagine, too, there's uh, a lot of possibilities. And so with the advent of sort of big data, and artificial intelligence, we can explore a lot more of those possibilities a lot quicker. So what are some of the things that you feel are the most fascinating with AI machine learning? Like, look, let's see, look forward 10 years. What do you think are some things that you, that most inspire you that should give us as a, as a world just hope? You know, I think that it's going to allow us to solve some really big problems um, sort of in a flash kind of, and it'll feel sort of all at once. And, you know, it's like, you think about big problems that you sort of can't get a handle on, like, you know, like how do you solve like clean energy or how do you solve like healthy food or how do you solve like, you know, getting the right vitamins every day? Like these are the sorts of things that you have to sort of customize maybe to a particular area or a particular person. And you have to use all sorts of different types of information uh, as kind of input to these systems so that they're going to do the right thing for the right people at the right time. And, and I think with the, with the advent of sort of machine learning and the ability to kind of 
look at how do we actually just use data and to detect really, really complex patterns that a human could spend their whole life working on, thinking about, but they just really don't have the capacity to analyze that amount of data. They just don't have that many waking hours in their life. Um, you know, you can't read every library full of books, but you know, a machine can. And so what sort of patterns might you unlock? Um, you know, one of the things I really like to think about is kind of language. You know, you might think about uh, every word that's ever been spoken in English or in any other language. Um, if a computer could learn what all of those words were and what the interrelationships between each of them were, and then it could, you know, sort of speak this, this kind of meta language where it knew every possible word that could ever exist, you know, what, what could you do with that? And, you know, that's just with words. You think of any type of data and you can kind of do the same thing. Um, yeah. It's just sort of beyond the scope of people and what we're capable of. Can you give us a very specific example of either clients you've worked with or companies that we might know that use AI so that we can really create a very visual understanding of, like, oh, wow, that makes sense. So whether, again, it's either your client or some, some companies that we can, we can understand about how people use AI now. Like I talk about, you know, 10 years from now, but even like right now, how are companies using AI right now to, to Lives, yeah, yeah. You know, like um, one one interesting um, project was uh, that I worked with uh, with NASA and and trying to look at how can we three D print uh, parts, metal parts, to actually be able to put on um, you know within rocket engines for a spaceship. Um, and this is you know kind of uh, kind of important to make sure that these things don't break. Um, and you know, it's the same thing on, on airplanes and Boeing is kind of doing this kind of thing. And, um, you know, a lot of these companies, uh, you know, a lot of that's kind of halted with, uh, the state of the world right now, probably, um, to focus on things like face masks and other things. But, um, but you know, a lot of this stuff is, is, so a project that I worked on was kind of how do we print these parts and how do we make sure that when we're printing them, that they're going to be as strong and as consistent and as and as good as we need them to be to make sure that you know these planes and spaceships don't fall out of the sky i mean this yeah. is a big deal and and if we get it wrong there's there's you know there's hell to pay and so it's one of these things that um you know it's it's possible and everybody knows it's possible and it's going to take some work um, and we're not quite there yet, but it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, but they've got some parts already that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're flying in the air all yeah. the time, you know. I don't think um, people realize, Greg, because I, I did some research on 3D printing a few years back and like, there's so many things they printed already, including guns, you know, so the, the technology or like in China, they've literally 3D printed an entire building. And I think Elon Musk, you know, when he goes to Mars, that you have to print stuff there. So just in terms of what's available now they're they're printing stuff 3d and even food they're printing you know food so it's, it's just crazy the, the world we live in now so i'm curious like as a kid were, were you inspired by by this kind of stuff growing up because like, you're 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 again you kind of talked about that but like 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 for instance elon musk used to read fiction novels and that inspired him even as a kid so like were there any moments as a kid because we always want to understand the why of what people do things you know yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was always really, really inspired by, by technology and, 
and I think the mechanical bent really got me inspired uh, thinking about, you know, how things are made. And then you keep zooming in and zooming in and zooming in. What do you see? And then this idea of, of how do you sort of connect the hardware to the software in the world? How do you connect the digital to the manufacturing? And that's 3D printing fundamentally. That's, you know, digital additive manufacturing is another name for 3D printing. And so, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I, I thought a lot about um, what was happening inside of, you know, materials that didn't even look like they were moving. And, um, and so you get to think a heck of a lot about that when you do things like print metal to go on, you know, airplanes and spaceships. Yeah, and so that's I, fascinating. That's fascinating. Are there um, other things you may want to share with the guests in terms of what you do for your clients? Because again, your field is very niche, but this podcast is heard all around the world. So what kind of clients do you actually work with? Yeah. So, so realistically, um, you know, as a, as someone who kind of, um, kind of develop the skill set, not only in 3D printing, but also in the software side of AI and machine learning. Um, I'd work with clients on sort of either side um, and, and sort of helping them to develop uh, machine learning engines. You might think of, um, you might think of their business as a car and, and they've got, um, you know, some idea of how to sort of upgrade the engine that's in their car. And the way that they can kind of do that sometimes is with machine learning. And if and if so, if my client can sort of have an intuition of the type of data that they want to use to actually upgrade that engine in their business, whether it's on, you know, the sales and, and marketing side or whether it's on the operational side, um, it's sort of they've got an intuition of how that affects their bottom line, whether it's better, cheaper, faster. Um, and we can build sort of a data driven, um, you know, proof of concept project to to really hash that out and see what the value is there um, those are the kind of things that i'm doing for clients very kind of um very kind of leading edge uh very very kind of you know case by case and I, i'm doing my best to do that in the manufacturing materials realm but that's still it's still very early in the adoption phase for many companies to be looking at technologies like this yeah. so so i work with clients where i can i can get them um, but I am focusing moving forward. Uh, I continue to focus and wait for that sort of manufacturing and materials boom um, and that, that type of data to be, to be much more popular in the space. You know, for now, I like to say, you know, a lot of people are trying to make people really, you know, buy stuff that they don't need. A lot of people are trying to you know, help people do auto drone strikes, you know, and, and a lot of people um, are trying to kind of make extra money off of the fact that they're making money, the transaction guys. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the, the other uh, stuff that's going to come later, um, like manufacturing and materials is just around the corner. And so yeah. some of these more benevolent things um, are what I'm excited to work on in the future. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience, Greg. How can our guests stay in touch with you? Uh, they can get in touch with me uh, directly via LinkedIn or Greg at locknameconsulting.com. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to, to field any and every um, communication with, with any of the listeners out there. Great, Greg. Thanks so much for being on our podcast. Have a great day. Awesome. You too, Chris. I really appreciate it.